Trivia, and it's time for the Game Sports Show. This is the Top Shelf Edition, Episode 36. I am your host for this edition, David McKaig Jr. Feels good to be back in the host seat for this edition. As you all know, all fans of the Game Sports Show, we are doing a rotational host basis type, let's say, for shows. And last edition was pretty fire. Avery Rouse had that edition. He did fantastic. You check that out on YouTube. Number 35 is Bettman a good commissioner. I had some feedback from that episode. And you know what? I know some of those people maybe do not agree with Avery's takes in that episode. But nonetheless, check it out. It is fantastic. Video and audio and all shows of the Game Sports Show are available on all audio platforms as well as YouTube. And the Game Sports Show is powered by the Game Entertainment and Media. You can check out the TGEM Network YouTube channel. Lots of content on there that you can check out from the Game Sports Show content as well as other podcast content as well. Make sure to hit like, follow, and subscribe on all the platforms for the Game Sports Show to keep it locked on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, the Game Sports Show. Truly should be your favorite sports show because we're a fire bunch, let me tell you. Now, I want to get into introducing who are joining yours truly on the show here today, Avery Roush, Dane Hancho. Avery, over to you first. Avery, how's it going, pal? Pretty good, pretty good. How are you guys today? Feeling good, feeling good? Oh, you know, it's a Friday. Recording Top Shelf on a Friday. I don't think, we, think we've ever done that before. It's, so it gives that good TGIF vibes. I cannot complain. And as everybody knows, the other voice that you're going to be hearing in just a minute, he has a fancy background today in support of the team that he cheers for outside of his uh, sports show discussions the one only Euler fan. No, I'm just kidding. There's a lot of Euler fans. I should take that back. Dane Hantro. Dane, my friend, how's it going? Life is good. The boys coming off a big, big dub last night <laughs> in the garden. I think that's two or three wins in a row, actually, against Boston in the garden. Um, loved how the boys played. McDavid and Dreisaitl basically did fuck all. We got some secondary <laughs> scoring. It was magical. And now we're on to Toronto. And we're going to watch it together, Dave. Oh, happens the last time we watched it it wasn't a pretty sight the score should have been 7-1 in that hockey game uh, you <laughs> yeah, know the <laughs> rough right. goal rough night now the Edmonton Oilers I feel I want to do a, a petition I think the Edmonton Oilers should play the Boston Bruins in the first round I think that'd be a great petition I think the Oilers might be one of the only teams that have them figured out it seems like uh, but the Edmonton uh, Oilers the top final <laughs> oh, okay now you know, hopefully it's an all-Canadian final. We've been waiting for that our whole lives. But, Avery, I want to go over to you because we have some sponsors to give love to, okay? So yes, I'll let you do, do that today's, for us. Today's episode of Top Shelf is sponsored by the Sports Displays. Check out thesportsdisplays.com. Uh, they have this fancy little product called the Jersey Mount. So if you have any jerseys that uh, you are particularly fond of, you want to get those put up, framed, all of that stuff, the Sports Displays has got you covered. Do it with the jersey mount from the Sports Displays. And uh, the second sponsor today, Flawless Roofing. Uh, FlawlessRoofing.ca is where you can find them. 30 years of experience in the biz. It's, it's all you could ever really ask for. In contrast to what Kyle Dubas does, you might want to protect your investment. So I think my <laughs> advice is to start from the top. Oh, I love that. Great transition. Flawless Roofing and the Sports Displays, thank you very much for your contribution to the Game Sports Show and also the Game Entertainment and Media. Check them out, okay? And if you're in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, in Thunder Bay, that's where Flawless Roofing is located. It doesn't matter where you are. You can still reach out to the Flawless Roofing. They have resources. And the Sports Displays is worldwide. I don't mean to sound like Pitbull when I do that. Now, we got lots to get to today. It's a short time. 
you know, we've done a, we have a whole new content. People are hearing rumors about name changes on the platform. I'm not getting. I got texts the other day about apparent T Gem name change. I'm not talking about that. I don't know who's talking. I don't know who leaked. I blame Par, especially since he's not here today. Uh, blaming that he's sick. Uh, but jokes aside. The Top Shelf Edition, obviously presented by the Game Sports Show, powered by T-Gem. we got lots to get to today in about a half hour of our episode. So we're going to actually talk about something I talked about in our pre- my previous podcast, the Game Sports Show podcast, that isn't up on YouTube as of yet. Uh, I've been connected with my uh, producer, Mike Tassoni, on that. But nonetheless, I talked about the playoff format seeding. And I want to bring that up to in this conversation because we've got two other individuals that have... May have opinions, and I know myself and Avery, being fellow Leaf fans, we might have a very stronger opinion than that. Next to me, an older fan, maybe not. We'll know. And then we're going to talk about uh, someone who's out of Philadelphia and somebody who's in uh, with Philadelphia. And then I also do want to get into a little bit of when the fuck are we going to see Connor McDavid and Sidney Crosby play together on the world stage? What did what needs to happen here? How? How can we get this to happen? What What is the ideas that you think the Gain Sports Show can provide? Gary Bettman, hope you're tuning in because we got some conversation for you. And then we're going to do some roundtable. Any final thoughts uh, that we may have before we wrap up the edition? So I'm going to dive right into it here, fellas, and go first about the seating. Now, to give you a little bit of information about this. On the Game Sports Show podcast, I mentioned my idea being which wouldn't work. I know this wouldn't happen, but my hope was to have the seedings like NCAA basketball, March Madness. From 1 to 16, obviously they have different brackets and a much bigger tournament, but keeping it simple, 1 to 16 uh, for the playoffs. That means who's ever first in the NHL and who's ever 16th in the NHL. If the Boston Bruins are 1 and the Calgary Flames are 16, Guess what? Boston's playing Calgary in the first round. Toronto's two and Edmonton's 15th. Toronto's playing Edmonton in the first round. Sorry, Dan, I'm not saying they're going to be 15th. I'm just giving you an example. That is how the playoff format should be. Fuck the travel, fuck the money. Just let it happen that way to create some entertainment. Now, people are going to say, Dave, why are you saying that? You must be a Leaf fan because you got to play Tampa Bay or Boston every round. Yeah, you know what? Guilty as charged. Yeah, that's a little bit of my of my reasoning, just like how Pittsburgh and Washington played for four years until Washington was able to get past Pittsburgh. you got to slay your dragons before you can get to win. I understand it. But it's really unfortunate when you're a top team in the NHL and you got to play another top team in the first round. And then you go in the second round, and yes, I'm pointing to Toronto on this, or Tampa. If you, if you play against each other in a seven-game series, beat the shit out of each other, you play Boston – Beat the shit out of each other. The third round, guess who you have waiting for you? The New York Rangers or the New Jersey Devils or the Carolina Hurricanes. Guess what happens there? You beat the shit out of each other. You're going to the Stanley Cup Finals even well bruised, maybe well prepared, or just so fucking exhausted that a team like the Minnesota Wild, Edmonton Oilers, or a team that uh, is maybe a little bit of an easier path, a little bit of an easier path to get there, it might be a little bit rested. Now, I, I feel that if you're a top team, my whole point of this, if you're a top team in the league, you should be rewarded to play the worst team. I know a lot of people are going to say, well, Dave, one should play eight, and that's fine. I don't disagree with that, but my recommendations, one, 16, two, 15, et cetera. Dane, I'm going to go to you first, okay? And then I'm going to save the last, save the best comments for last from Avery on that, and we'll have some discussion about it. But your thoughts and what you think the playoff format should be, or do you think it should stay the same? Feel free to full disclosure here, Daner. 
Well, I think intermingling the conferences is just stupid. I, I'm not a fan of that. Um, I think that, like, as far as scheduling is going to go to for the TV times, if you're going to do that, it's just going to be a mess, especially with the West playing East team. Um, I do think that we need to go back to the 1 through 8. I don't like the 1 through 16. Um, yeah. Obviously, the top team should be rewarded. I, I I get the rivalry aspect, and you you know you want you know these teams to kind of build up these rivalries and continuously play each other in the playoffs. I mean, look at Edmonton and Calgary last year. I mean, as you know, fans of both teams, it was you know what everybody was hoping for and asked for, and obviously it went very well for Edmonton. It was uh, an exhilarating series to watch. So there's that side of it that I like, but. When you keep saying the same teams playing each other year after year after year in the playoffs, it it, it does, I don't know, I guess gets a little boring. And, and as you know, as you guys being Leaf fans, I, I definitely got to get your, your point of views on, you know, you guys got a tough road right now. You're in the best division in hockey. And, and but at the end of the day, you got to you got to beat the best to beat the best or be the best. So I'd like it to go back to one through eight. I don't know if uh, Gary's going to do that anytime soon, but uh, yeah. Our friend, Gary. Help. And and don't guarantee that Boston gets through uh, to the second round because if we remember not too long ago, Tampa, who put up arguably the best season in, in hockey history for a team, got swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets. So nothing is a guarantee. Well, wouldn't that be nice if the Ottawa Senators – oh, spoiler, who I think is going to finish and sneak into the I playoffs. I really want the Senators Yeah, I, I do too. That would so be mad. nice. That would be good. Avery, your thoughts? Well, I – you know what? I think right now, especially as a Leafs fan, like you said, Dave, I think we're just in a spot where we can't it, – it's the worst time to be a good team in the Eastern Conference right now. Um and I think the fact that it's the divisional format makes it even worse on Toronto. I don't think I don't think that that's that's the case. It just makes it worse on, on Toronto and Tampa and Boston for that matter. But I think I, I think the one through sixteen. I agree with Dane on that one. I don't know if intermingling the con- conferences is a good idea. Uh, I, I I don't think you're going to get many good rivalries when you're doing that. It's just going to be so different every year. I agree with what you said, Dane, also regarding the same matchups every year, year in, year out. I get it. But I do think that that also does breed some form of rivalry. And playoffs are when those rivalries are built. You got to think back to Vancouver, uh, Colorado and Detroit in the in the late oh. 90s, early 2000s. That was one of the best rivalries ever. And that was because Detroit and and Colorado, who are now in different conferences, were in the same conference and they just constantly were playing each other. It was a battle. Those were the two teams that everybody knew. Whoever won that was going to make the Stanley Cup final and was going to probably win the Stanley Cup. And I think that's a great dynamic. I do think it's a little too... It's too concentrated in the divisional format. I like the one through eight. I think they should go back to the one through eight. If I'm not mistaken, it would... Based on points percentage, it would be the same right now. The matchups would be the exact same. (laughs) Toronto would be playing Tampa because the division leaders go Uh, one, two, three, four, four, five, and then four and five. It's it's that's where Toronto Tampa would be right now. It's irrelevant. (laughs) And at the end of the day, right now, like as much as it sucks for Toronto, have to play Tampa again. The East is going to be a bloodbath this year. There's no, there's no matchup that's better than the other as long as you can avoid Boston in the first round. Doesn't right. matter if it's divisional or conference. It's a bloodbath either way. Is it yeah. crazy to say that maybe New Jersey is overachieving? 
Is it? No, is I think, I think is, New Jersey's a good team. Yeah, no, they're good. We don't think there's a slight that they're just. Are you? Do you think that they're truly better than? Like, are they the worst of the top six? They're not in the standings right now. I know it's a little different, but they haven't talking. fell off all year. They, I think they, the addition of Meyer makes them a horrifying team. Mm. They're quick. I watched them play Edmonton. That that they're the fastest team in the NHL, in my opinion. They get up and down the ice like I've never seen a team get up and down. Like the Connor ice. McDavid. I've never seen a team, day. but four lines. Four lines. I, I, I would say one thing I would like them to bring back, like. Edmonton only played Calgary three times this year. There is a there is a time where you'd play Calgary eight times in a season. And yeah. I get like the marketing aspect where you know you want Connor McDavid to go to every fucking city, play in every town, put on a show. I get it. But I would like again, we'll go back the eight through one and then build up those rivalry rivalries um through the regular season and you know, have those teams maybe, you know, play each other more than three times a year. I think it's it's just brutal that we only played Calgary three times this year. And it was all before Christmas, basically. So. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, 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 I have no concern about Toronto only playing Boston three or four times this <laughs> yeah, year. Well, I can't tell but you I'd right like now. to play Ottawa and Montreal a couple. <laughs> yeah, times, that's all. Oh, yeah, the, imagine the chats between you and Gatano on that on the Bitter Rivals podcast. And that's Beautiful. one thing I blew. I'm sorry, I didn't promote Bitter Rivals at the beginning. So hey, check out Bitter Rivals too. Okay, let's just so you know, Bitter Rivals is fantastic. It's a Leaf fan and a half fan bickering. It's fucking amazing. Um, imagine me and you, Dane, doing a, a like a, a bickering episode. Holy shit. I don't no, think we'll we'd do be live stream tomorrow night. I think we would not be friends. I think you'd be harsh, too harsh on me. It hurt my feelings. I think we're too no, fragile. Okay, too yeah. fragile. Now, what yeah. uh, the last thing that I'll say about the format is we you guys talked about it on the last episode of Top Shelf about with Gary Bettman. Loved that episode and it's it's true that I had a guy from Ottawa, okay? His name is Joel Camp who reached out to me. He runs uh, operates a podcast actually out of Ottawa. And he brought up a very good point about Gary Bettman, and I'm going to try to freaking find it here, but I can't with, with time here and look like an absolute idiot looking at my phone. But he said it's two perspectives about Gary Bettman, and he said how Gary Bettman has done good for the players but hasn't done good for the game. And it was different perspective. Very interesting takes. And we like the fan interaction, so please continue to do that. If I had more details, Dane, it might make a bit more sense. I, like I, I said. don't know if the – Players feel that way. <laughs> um, hence, but my and three lockouts. So no, I, I, I would point. be interested to read that. Yeah, let me let right me see if I can get it. Let me see if I can get it. And if Joel listens, I'm sorry if I put words in your mouth. Okay, that's that's my apologies. I, I do want to add, not that this is a football show, but the uh, Bears traded the first pick to the Panthers for four draft picks and uh, DJ Moore. Just just to throw that out there. That's a good segue. As I can say that we didn't have her in the pocket finale that we planned to do so that's totally fine that leads to some topic there uh, for in the pocket because we wanted to wait until the draft and everything to do our finale and wait uh, because you know when the Super Bowl happened everyone talks but we're talking hockey so we'll stick to that it's the format I think needs to change we all agree on that and the East this year is such a fucking juggernaut that's one thing I also talked about in the Game Sports Show podcast was that the East I'm it's it's so 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 stacked in ways that I don't I haven't seen the East this way and Avery I think it's a good thing that you brought up the uh, Avalanche and Red Wings uh, rivalry because as Dane can attest to we had Darren McCarty on our show and he brought up the 
the stories about with uh, Lemieux uh, and how things that rivalry with all the Avalanche and the Wings is one of the best things, you know, in our generation that we can look, we can look back at that and say that that's fucking wild, right? Patrick Waugh was fighting like like you you don't see that nowadays. You don't see it, and the, the playoff format I think truly does need uh, to be looked at and changed. But I won't dive into that too much more. I want everyone else's opinions. Comment below if you feel that the format should change. Call me an idiot if you feel like it because I maybe I went a little too far with my 1-16 to 16 format. I just want something different. I think a Leaf fan, every Leaf fan wants something different, okay? Every Leaf fan does. But guess who would we still be playing in the first round if we did 1-8? through eight? Doesn't fucking matter, it obviously seems like. So, Dane, Avery, and I'm going to go to Avery to you for, this, uh, for the first thoughts on this. Fletcher out, Danny Breer in. I don't know if everyone remembers Danny Breer when he played on Buffalo, when he had that celebration, one of the best celebrations in hockey that I remember. Uh, obviously, Danny Breer is, um, you know, all these, you see these young, the former players starting to really come out a lot, right? St. Louis is a coach in Montreal. You got, obviously, Breer in, um, in, that's involved in Philly. You got Eisman, who's the best GM in hockey. Sorry. Next, I would say Joe Sackett's right beside him. I'm sure people who are fans of Joe Sackett might have a comment to say to that, too. But look what Eisman's done in Tampa and now what he's doing in Detroit. It's not, obviously, Detroit's not a Stanley Cup contender right now, but they're going to be. They're going to be very soon, and it's going to be very fucking annoying. I know Dane agrees that it's annoying when the Red Wings won because that's all they did when I was a kid was – and in the, they won and because they were good, and Eisman's going to get them back there. Uh, so the, the, the Flyers make this change. They're in the Bedard sweepstakes. What are your thoughts about the Flyers uh, on this move? Well, I thought they had a really, really poor deadline, and I think mm. that's probably a part of the reason that this happened. They had – on TSN's trade bait board, they had the number one asset, which was James Van Riemsdyk, and they failed to move him. There was a last second deal with Detroit that didn't go through, uh, speaking of Steve Eiserman. Um, But yeah, I think it, to me, the most interesting part about the whole thing is less than a week after the trade deadline, less than a week after you let this guy control everything that you did at the deadline, you can him. I, I just, it's an interesting, interesting timeline there for me. I think if yeah. you're going to make this move, you probably should have waited until the end of the year. What's the point of having a new GM right now? Yeah. What are they going to do? What can they do? They don't have any flexibility. You trade. You're locked in. Yeah, you're, you're done. Until the draft, exactly. you can't trade. You're done. Or I guess it's right after the playoffs is when you can start doing a couple conditional moves. But there is a freeze in between. So, Dane. Yeah. Yeah, I think Avery's pretty bang on on, you know, the lack of activity during the draft. Um, I think a couple bad contracts – go along with that um they've been plagued by injury do you guys remember sean couturier i kind of forgot that, <laughs> that guy existed until i looked at cap friendly very today. good two-way sentiment for sure That's... Yeah, and if you i think if you look back to i want to say it was probably the the bubble era um where philly had a really good team and there was a lot of people that thought you know they were up and coming and they were going to be a contender and they just fell off so I, I I think it's a, a whole bunch of things. I think you know upper upper management firing them after spray deadline uh, is is weird. I mean you might as well let let them ride it out till the end of the season. But I guess you know you bring in Danny Breer, you get him familiar with you know 
the the players a little bit more i i can't remember if he was like is he was he this assistant general manager or doing something within the organization yeah. all right so he's already kind of familiar with what's going on anyway so he probably sat in the yeah, background no, this, doesn't so really make, idiot. this doesn't really make any sense so um <laughs> uh, yeah i if <laughs> i don't really know what to tell you philadelphia's in shambles their their poor players are you know playing under tortorella who i think's calmed down a little bit but yeah, things are not good in Philadelphia, and I'm sure their uh, fans aren't uh, pleased as as usual. That's not a good uh, the Tortorella thing. As much as I think Tortorella is pretty awesome, I that's was the beginning of this destruction this year. That was I don't think that's the guy you bring in. And if you look if you look at the assistant GM side of things, look at Breezebois in Tampa. Guess who? Guess who he was the assistant to? Eisman, right? Lou Lamorello. Who was the assistant to him? Kyle Dubas. You know, the they, the Leafs weren't losing. They Lou came in and did a bunch of Lou things and made some questionable decisions, mind you. But he still drafted Matthews. You know, he, he Dubas was there. And the Leafs started going this way, right? And Tampa Bay has been like this way for, who knows, for from over five-plus years. But Eisman was a big part of that. Breeze ball was there since day one. So it's not like the Flyers have been going up. They've been fu- – going like that's the going like that so Danny Breer being the assistant GM him taking over especially after the deadline it feels a bonehead decision I feel that you can keep Danny Breer and in in the loop but keeping Fletcher would have been good to the end of the year you should have fired him before the deadline if you're going to do anything but even at that point you can start hitting concerns what should have happened is ownership's got to get involved and say hey you're going to do this Okay, and if, the, if Fletcher says no, then sayonara. You let him go before the deadline, and then you let Danny Briere at that point make moves at the deadline with instruction from the leaders to make moves to move contracts out. Van Riemsdyk, assets. Uh, there's more. I can think of more names. Konechny. Konechny, right? That there's, was a big one. The, the, you, there's guys that you can move out. God, I would have loved Konechny in the blue and white. That would have been just a sexy he's, fit. Oh, like, he's hurt. Yeah, I don't care. LTIR until playoffs come back. Okay, doesn't every fucking team does it? Uh, Tom Wilson was actually the guy I wanted in Toronto really bad, but sticking on Philly, there's you. I would love to be a GM and go into a team that needs to explode. I would love it I, because you can put your handprint all over it. You can make every move that you want, and that would have been good because the the the, fl- the flyer sorry in the Bedard sweepstakes. You let Fletcher go at the end of the year. Briere if he takes over them, whatever, or you bring somebody in. Guess what their their present is maybe the first overall pick then you come in you bring in Bedard you move out people at the draft all of a sudden you have Bedard it hits free agency guess what everyone wants to play with Mr. Toe Toe Drag Release okay everyone wants to play with Betsy I know Dane likes that TikTok account with Coach Chippy I'll give him a quick shout out on here it's it's like it's I don't think it's done right uh and Avery I don't know if you had any more points either but I think they 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 questionable decisions just like vancouver this year questionable decisions all around just one one quick thing i wanted to add can you imagine you take over as gm of an nhl team and your first move is you draft Connor bedard (laughs) imagine you (laughs) trade that first overall pick you go on the draft you don't tell the ownership and you go trade that first overall pick yeah or you go up and you say adam fantilli I I I think that Fantelli kid's gonna be fucking good. Oh yeah, but he's oh, not Bedard. He's not Bedard. Bedard. No, no. Ah, I, 
I, I, I mean, I think Connor Bernard's definitely going to be a generational talent, but Not Adam Fantilli is faster, bigger. He has a lot of things Connor Bernard doesn't. So it's, it could be, it, it I, I could see Fantelli kind of end up being, you know, like a dry sidle kind of, kind of player. Okay. See, um, I, 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 I do really like him. I think whoever is fortunate enough to get the second overall pick is, should be very, very happy. See, I said before on the Ant Sports Show podcast, I thought of Connor Bedard more of a Steven Stamkos. And the reason why I said that a little bit was because of his ability to score goals, but his vision on the ice too, and just the way that he plays. I just get that vibe, but Stamkos hasn't done what Bedard has done. But hockey in, in junior is a lot different than what it was. Okay, It was a little bit more tougher. You were allowed to hit at a, at a younger age at that point. Okay, Stammer's close to our age, mine and Dane's age in the 90-91. He's a 90 birth year. And it's, it was a different time. So my comparison to Bedard was Stamkos. That's a good interesting point about Fantilli being a dry sidle. Um, I would have to say that I'm trying to think of somebody else who's a poor man's dry sidle that he might be like. Uh, but I can't think of anyone top of my head currently with that. But that's, those are good examples. But imagine, like you said, Avery, first thing you do, Connor Bedard, right? That's like the best Christmas gift that you can ask for as a GM. But I just think the Flyers in, in Vancouver really need to go into some coaching uh, sessions with some, uh, really figure out what the fuck they're doing. Because everything that they've done this year, the Rick Tockett move wasn't a fan of. Love seeing Bruce on TSN Trade Center, though. That was great to see. That was absolutely hilarious. The Flyers aren't doing it right. And I like, that, like I said, the smartest GM in hockey is Eisman. He knew his team wasn't going to be great going to the deadline. He offloaded Verana. He offloaded some guys, resided Larkin, and that's it moved on. And Dorian, he's one of the winners at the dra- at the trade deadline. Bringing in Chikrin. Great fucking move. That was That's a, such a perfect fit. For the Ottawa Senators, it, it truly is. And some teams were winners of the deadline. Some teams were losers. Uh, and one of those uh, losers right now are the Philadelphia Flyers because they, of what they didn't do. It seems like a lot of the bottom feeder teams didn't do overly well mm. at the deadline. If you're looking at teams that did well, it's, it's, it's you know, the teams that were in the playoffs and, and, and got some good players. Like, Timo Meyer, like, I don't know. I feel like. New Jersey got away with a ransom, right? He's just got that? so dangerous at the trade deadline, <laughs> and then and then and then fucking Tampa traded a whole draft class for Tanner Janot. So like, and I know like obviously they're lower picks in all those rounds, but like it just yeah, it, it was it was a weird weird trade deadline where I think a lot of the bottom feeder teams and like I I don't know San Jose kills me. I'm like I don't know how you don't move out Carlson eat some cap for four years like you're not going to be good in four years no like you're going through a total rebuild right now is like his his value's never been higher eat on eat four million dollars in cap five million dollars in cap and fucking trade him he's the best defenseman or i mean maybe not overall but the guy's gonna get a hundred points yeah he has 80 plus points this year like who doesn't want that and it's only because mike Greer wouldn't eat any cap and what did he get a couple average picks and prospects for Timo Meyer. Like, why aren't you trading Couture? Why aren't you trading Hurdle? Like, get clear house, San Jose. Your era is, you're done. Yeah. You're done. Jumbo Joel, Sweetie Patty Marlowe, those guys are gone. Burnsy's Joel Pavelski, gone. 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 
hundred percent. So I yeah. think we can all agree that if we were, I think we would love to be a GM of a team and just uh, begin their rebuild. Uh, so if anyone has taken applications, the Game Sports Show would love to be the GM of your team and implode and blow up your organization. We will do it in ways that you would not fucking imagine. I will pull up NHL 23 and go on franchise mode, and that's where I'll base my trades on. Okay, just so everyone knows who's taken applications, the Game Sports Show is willing to take over your team to implode it. Now, few for few more minutes here, guys. At the Game Sports Show, uh, Top Shelf Edition. This show uh, sponsored by the Sport Displays and Flawless Roofing, powered by the Game Entertainment and Media. Check out the TGM Network YouTube channel. Dave McKay here with Avery Roush and Dane Hanchero. Let's the po- the other topic I want to get into before we do the final thoughts and roundtable. The final thoughts is something I started bringing up in the Game Sports Show podcast. I'm not going to use that segment here, but we'll have a roundtable to conclude. But on point, Connor McDavid and Sidney Crosby. What do those two have in common? Anything? Elite Canadian hockey players. Exactly. And what's a common thing that we haven't seen yet? We haven't seen them play with each other. Exactly. And how fucking sad is that? Okay. Connor McDavid and, and the Olympics, when it happened, it wasn't. Didn't NHL guys. Whatever. I know we've shit on Batman a few times on the show a little bit. We have brought up this a topic that's been brought up on other podcasts but you know what we haven't had the opinion on it the nhl needs to get the world cup or 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 world championship whatever the fuck you want to call it make it a name call it the chell call it chell i really don't care whatever you want to call it get something going on get rid of this dust that you call an all-star game that's the worst thing i know you talked about it again that's on the previous episode i'm not gonna get into that but that was the worst thing i have seen since the green lantern okay that is literally the one of the worst things that i have seen i'd rather rewatch the green lantern okay with a with a lobster claw on my toes and literally getting punched in the face repeatedly by Brock Lesnar. Okay, that's what I would much rather do than rewatch the All-Star game this year. It was a joke. Get rid of that joke. Give everyone a two weeks off. Heal up on injuries, okay? And do something in between that. Maybe that's your world championship. If not, I mean, it's a little dangerous because I just said heal up on injuries. But after season's done, you have people that didn't make the playoffs have their own little world, world championship, right? That's great. Cool. Fuck that. Let's get rid of that. <laughs> Let's end the season. When the season's done, you start your world championship. Every year you got something going on like the World Juniors. I don't care. Make something exciting. I want to see McDavid to McKinnon to Crosby to McCarr to Bar South. Okay, that's what I want to see on Canada. Or I want to see Matthews giving the puck to to, to Patty Kane. I, I want to I start seeing things. Uh, I want to start seeing some, some great, some of these players play together while we still can. And guess who's coming through the ranks? We just said his name five minutes ago. Connor Bedard. And, like, you got Bedard, McKinnon, McDavid, Crosby. Everyone knows Canada would win, and that's why Bettman doesn't do it. Because he knows Canada would win and literally steamroll. You can make three different teams of Canada, and we'd probably still win that tournament. Mm, maybe not. USA is very good. I Sweden. give the U.S. a little bit of credit. <laughs> I, I, I look at Russia's roster. Russ- there's probably I, a big, big reason why we're not having one. Yeah. They're not invited to play right now. So yeah, but there's some there's some yeah. good teams, man. Finland's strong, Sweden's strong. It's it's not a walk in the park. So See, the thoughts about me, that? Yeah. What it is for me is Canada. We don't have a goalie, man. Carter Hutt. 
Kind of hot? No? Kind of hot? Really? <laughs> kind of hot. hot. <laughs> really? Darcy Kemper. three better goalies than we do. Ottinger, Demko, and Halibut. Uh, oh. Dem- like, Demko is not better than Carter Hart, Tristan ooh. Jari, or Kemper. Not uh, this year. Not this year. Kind of hot. Okay. I will say Hellebuck and Ottinger. Matt Murray. Skinner will be on Team Canada when we have one. Just saying. Carter Hart, Matt Murray. Okay. That, those are your oh. those are your two. Um, no. <laughs> no. I don't know. The flower just know. had a forty six save performance. Maybe he deserves a little bit of respect. Get the well, flower. We're not even having one next year. No, so I it doesn't matter. It's already confirmed. There's not any World Cup a, in twenty twenty four. That's so such a joke. Twenty twenty five at the earliest. So Crosby's yeah. gonna be forty five. The next time we see him with McDavid, he's gonna show up on a walker, come out of retirement just to play. That's such a joke. Yeah. We see the best players that we've seen in Canada in a long time together that can play together since Gretzky, Lemieux, and Sackick and all the fellas in 2 Salt Lake, which was my favorite Olympic team of all time by far. Not even – there's no other team that's close to that. I know the Golden Goal, there's a lot of cool events or a lot of circumstances that happen, but that 2 team was – you know, well, I can – unreal. The, the Sochi team is widely considered the best team ever in in hockey history yeah but what's they your favorite team goals, they got three goals in it what's your stuff. favorite team though oh well yeah probably still like two, right you know, mario Stockett, yeah you know, you're thinking of nhl boys. 2000 on uh ps1 okay i don't know my I, favorite team is different than what the best team is the yeah, best team I I ever created was in 2014 and it's not even no. remotely close yeah you know what the yeah. best team would have been the 2022 team that would have been the best team, or twenty eighteen. Yeah, but like Avery said, we don't we don't have Carey Price. In twenty eighteen, we would have had Price. Twenty eighteen, we would have had Price. They would have had McDavid in twenty eighteen, right? I believe. Yeah, we had a World Cup in twenty eighteen. That's that's when we had the North. No, it was not. Yeah, 20, yeah no, North America. Twenty six, twenty fifteen or sixteen. Matthews oh, was a rookie. Whatever. Yeah, Matthews was a rookie. That team North yeah, America was so cool. By the way, like that team was so cool. Team North America, all the kids loved that. It was the, cool, but I yeah. never want to see it again. <laughs> yes, I'll be honest. I love team the jerseys Europe, too. Fuck off, North Team North America. Fuck off. Let's just get <laughs> let's get Germany in. Germany's an up and coming hockey power. Yeah, maybe yeah. not power, but Drysidel's the only power. No, I'm just kidding. There's more to that. Stutzla, Stutzla, yeah. Stutzla. Cider. Cider, Cider, they got some guys. <laughs> they, they got, got some guys. Who's their tendy? They have a tendy. There's German. I forget his name, but there's somebody. But top of my head, I know people are probably going to comment if they do below. Grice, say, Thomas Grice. Thomas Grice. There we go. There's a guy. Legend. Detroit Red Wings legend and Islanders legend. <laughs> um, but I, I honestly just want to see a World Cup or something soon. Like I feel like hockey is just going through the motions, right? It, it feels like. And this is not by experience, just in case my fiance is listening in the background because, you know, she's – I think we always say our fiancés and girlfriends are number one fans of the show. But it's like a relationship that you're fine with to keep going with. Like you have hockey happening, right? And the, the divisional matchups were not changing. Even though people don't like it, they just don't They don't change it. They just want to keep it going because the money's coming in. They don't care. That's what I feel like hockey's going through. Then they have the issues with the Olympics. I get it. There was problems. Players going there, cool. But I feel like the NHL can control something like this to make the fans a bit more engaged than a fucking stupid all-star game. Do one of these. You want to see excitement. You want to see views. You want to see something. Do that. Heck, I don't care where you host it. You can host it in the Mullet Arena if you want. I don't care. I think the most important part of most important part of that is the players want to do it. Yes. Like 
that's the all-star game that why do you think it sucks it's because nobody wants to be there they want to be on vacation they want to be in Cabo they don't want to be in like I know it was Florida this year but look what Brad Marchand said nobody wants to be in Toronto next year when they're supposed to be on vacation I'm gonna say everybody would want to do a world cup that reminded me there was a friend I won't name him because I just to be just be nice I was talking to him on Instagram close friend of mine and I've been to his place uh, outside of Canada that might throw his name out of the bus a little bit there so I'll stop while I'm ahead but he was on a trip um, with his fiance, and he was at a resort, and at that resort, during the, it was during the All Star break, and a lot of players were there. A lot of, lot of teams, a lot of players were there, and the team that he was able to connect with and have a couple drinks with was the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, and I'm not going to say the name of the player, but the player said that we would much rather be relaxing than being in an All Star game. This guy's not an All Star. He could be. I don't think he's that bad. Um, I know you guys may ask me. Most game's not for the no. players. It's for the fans. Yeah, it, paid millions of dollars, show up, <laughs> put on a fucking show, and stop complaining Brad Marsh on you, rat. I, I think the all, I think I'm on the side of that I wouldn't go. If I was, and this may be bad, but if I'm Connor McDavid, this I, maybe he can't not go because of who he is, right? We don't know the contract details, but... I feel like I would be like I'm. I'm in. Like I would not go. I would love the you two weeks off. If you don't go, that yeah. Good. You got suspended yeah. two games. Yes. Yeah. It's so stupid. I'm not a fan of that. And Edmonton can't afford not to have <laughs> David and Line off for two games. Well, you didn't. Hey, you handled it last game against Boston. You know I know. I, mean? I know. Him and Drysaddle were invisible. It was a nice change of pace. Yeah, the depth was able to pick up. Well, Velas, it's been 37 minutes. We're seven minutes over time, but that's good. That's actually good for the game sports show standards. Um, we're usually a lot more than that. But I did promise a, a round table. Any final things that you guys wanted to bring up? So we will do that. Dane, I'll start with you. Anything you want to bring forward? What's on your mind? Anything? Um, I I want ESPN to get competent people to call hockey games and analyze other than Biz, Grax, and, well, formerly Talkit and those guys. Love that panel. Everybody else at ESPN are idiots. So Biz and Gretz are good? Honestly, it's honestly the reason why ratings are dipping in America right now is because how bad ESPN is right now. You ever watch a broadcast? It's horrible. I can't do it. Because I always try, like, what's that? Same with Sportsnet. I'm just saying. Ah, I, I, I don't. Sportsnet or hockey? I like hockey night. Saturday, I like hockey night, and I gotta say that. Make sure I I say that good. I give a shout out to Kelly Rudy, friend of the show. Him and Bexa, love Bexa and Rudy. Uh, Jennifer Broad Botterell's actually great too. Like she might be the best one on that panel. Uh, Truth be told, like hockey night's good, but I Yandel, yeah, yeah. I'm I've never loved Kevin Weeks. No Stewart. Stewart. TSN. Yeah, that's right. Stewart is it? uh, Anthony Stewart. Stewart? Yeah, Anthony Anthony Stewart. Stewart. Yeah, Anthony Stewart. Very good. Let's see. I with ESPN, Dan. Here's a funny thing. I remember the the Game Sports Show actually used to be on ESPN 1400 AM radio, which obviously we're not changed the news talk there. And I've actually withdrawn and pulled that out now because I had the power to do that. We do podcasting. So that aside, ESPN okay has always wanted the vision of being able to attract, and they got the hockey content. They got the 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 contract for NHL. Bringing in Biz was a big grab for them. Pretty price tag, too. Let me tell you, from a personal end, knowing somebody who knows somebody who knows them, knows that they're paying them a very big chunk of money, okay? So him and Gretz on there, great. I agree with that. But I do and will have to agree that on the other side of ESPN, there need there is 
room for improvement and room for opportunity. That's what I'll say about that because it's not the same content. It's they, got, they got like Charles Barkley and and what's the other annoying guy Jonas Valentino Wade sauce. Yeah, and they're like they're talking about <laughs> hockey, and it's like it's funny for a bit because they don't know what they're talking about, but then it's just like it's almost just embarrassing at that point. So yeah. get it together, ESPN. Avery, you isn't got that some... TNT? I Is think it... TS TNT's under ESPN though. I don't think TNT has like their own. I could I think, be wrong on that. I think it's. I think how it worked out was TNT got the major broadcasting, and then there were two minor broadcasting deals and one of them went to espn and i forget who the the other one must be that bali or whatever bali i think espn and tnt are different if i remember yeah. now correctly they are different if i remember correctly well, i know they're different but it just might be like espn's the one that got the big contract they, they got biz TNT, right i think i think TNT. espn has biz if oh, i'm no, not he's looking. under TNT. he's in tnt he's TNT. okay yeah. tnt so gretzky is also okay longquist is there oh that's right that's that is tnt yeah that's right yeah yeah, so it is. So TNT's got it right. It's ESPN who doesn't have it right. Yeah, they got Nessie, Chelios. Uh, Subban's been good for them. For ESPN. Yes. Yes, okay. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Now we're on the track. But yes, Dane, you're, you're not wrong. You're right. We just have to get some of the panel guys. I mean, right? like, say what you want about the panel. It's, it's the broadcast that hurt, man. It's It's like... Every once in a while, I'll watch an Oilers game, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll listen to, like, the American broadcast, and, and it's it's just – it's hard. It's hard to watch. Well, not everyone's Louis DeBrusque, Dane. We literally have the best – Who's the other guy? Louis and um, – Louis in, in the NHL, in my opinion. And I'm, Jack I'm, Michaels. I'm, Jack Michaels. Yeah. That's right. Jack this Michaels. This guy's so fired up. I love it. I like Greg yeah. Simpson. I do. I like him. I like that color that he fills in the blank for Chris Cuthbert. He's a great fill in the blank guy. Like, like he's fantastic. But Mike Ave- Johnson fans. Hmm. Mike Johnson fans. Yeah, I'm not. I, like, I don't. I, like I don't oppose. Like not opposed, but he. He. I like the Mike's thoughts. Like he tries to be cool, right? Like, and he is cool. I'm not saying he's not trying to be cool, but like, you know, he he's trying to relate to the audience in a more unprofessional, and I mean that in quotes, not ways. More loose. He's not by script. Okay. Which I like. I like when someone's not by script because they're they're not too professional. Just like us. <laughs> <laughs> we like to have, imagine us calling a game. Well, we're here in Toronto. It's 5 1 Edmonton. Dane, go fuck yourself. Uh, Connor McDavid has five points tonight in the first period. Matt Murray is still finding a map. Steve Dangle, you here? Doesn't matter. He's looking for a map, too. Um, Avery, your final thoughts that you want to bring up? Uh, final thoughts. Um, tomorrow's score prediction. I'm going to go a big. Big response by the Toronto Maple Leafs oh. to that 5-1 shellacking they took from, I'll say from 7-1. Uh, Edmonton about a week ago now or whatever it was. I'm going to go uh, high-scoring game. I'll go 4-3 final for Toronto. Ooh, okay. Danner, you can have I, I mean, I don't know who's starting in net, and right now it, that makes a, a massive difference on my prediction for the game. Um, I like a four-two win if uh, if Stu's in that for Edmonton and if Jack's in that, I don't know, fucking seven-six. <laughs> either way, whoever. 
Whoever scores the last goal. Uh, Jack Campbell. And like, maybe maybe Jack comes into Toronto, gets his first shutout of the 55 season. 55 save shutout. Yeah. Like, fuck. I'll, I'll literally quit. I'll cry. I'll quit. I'll quit. I'll quit being a fan of everything and move to fucking I think, I think I'm Australia. I think that Boston win going to, you know, Toronto. It's arguably, you know, the most... Not the most important game, but the biggest regular season game of the year is when Connor McDavid comes home to Toronto. I think both teams will be fired up. I think it'll be an excellent hockey game. I think Toronto will be better than they were when they were in Edmonton for sure. So I, I predict it to be a lot closer than the five one potentially should have been seven one hockey game. Four two Toronto. Jack Campbell's in net. I'll say five bucks, boys. Five bucks. Ten bucks. <laughs> If Stewart, I'll throw, I'll if throw a five and I'll, I'll entice you, Dan. If Stewart, if Stewart Skinner's in net, Toronto wins in overtime. Campbell's in net, regulation loss for the Oilers. That's that's, okay, okay. and I, I'll say if Jack, if Jack Campbell's in net, the first save he makes, the Leaf fans will say soup. That's my other bold prediction. Only I hope once. they, if he does play, I hope uh, the the Leaf fans give him a, a warm reception. He needs it mentally right now. <laughs> yeah, he might feel bad and let Matthews score. Apparently, Matthews. What was the hot take you said, Dane? Matthews and Marner said, "quote unquote." Well, they got interviewed. They were saying that they hope that he plays, <laughs> which I think is like a very passive aggressive comment. Top Chad all day. Top Chad. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to be like, "Oh my, we missed my boy there. I hope he played." You know, in front of the crowd, they'll cheer him on. I'm like, ah. Three goals, the first three minutes, fucking pull him, eh? That's like the James Reimer treatment when he came back with Carolina. Three goals in four minutes, fucking yank for Peter Morazic. And then, uh, yeah, then that, that was the next-gen game. I remember that. that. But then, nonetheless, it's been fun, fellas. I have nothing for the final thoughts except that I will say that the NHL uh, has, been, has had a lot of entertainment this year, but by far – the one thing that I can say that I've had from a warm take is that Rasmus Sandin is fitting in very nicely in Washington. That's one thing that I'll say. Uh, Ovechkin seems to be buddy-buddy with him quite good. There's a lot of stories online. Um, it seems it's working there. And if I had to say, I'd rather Sandin over Gustafson, that's for sure. Uh, but Sandin, I think, silently, from what I'm understanding, wanted – to have more of a role without requesting a trade publicly. It seems like he wanted to move on, and it seems like he found a fit in Washington. It seems good. Um, the return was good for Dubas, truthfully, overall at the end of the day. So my final thoughts is uh, that Rasmus Sandin and Washington, now that is uh, an underrated fit that may not be talked about as much about all the deadline moves, um, but it should be because he is definitely working out in Washington yeah. so far. It's a, it's a project that is working. Who knows? Maybe that first-round pick Toronto gets uh, will be the next Connor McDavid. <laughs> Optimism. Optimism. Unlikely. Unlikely. Uh, they're actually going to draft um, probably nobody and trade it away for something. Magic probably. beans. <laughs> Magic. He's the highest rated prospect on the Greyhounds. <laughs> we should know. We should know. That's the problem. Yeah, McCall Barker. I believe he's a Ranger pick, though, I thought. Oh, he's, he's been drafted. Third-round pick to the Rangers. Third-round pick to the Rangers. See, exactly. Here's the thing. Everyone that wants to know from Sault Ste. Marie, that the game sports, that's where we're from. Uh, the game sports shows, obviously, we work closely with uh, the Greyhounds uh, in terms of their coverage, but in terms of the dissected stories that doesn't come from us. But the Greyhounds have been struggling this year. They are uh, underrated. And that's an OHL junior team here in Sault Ste. Marie. They're in the Ontario Hockey League for those outside of the Sioux. Uh, but they're struggling. 
they're very much struggling. And for those in the studio that want more Greyhound content, uh, that's something the Game Sports Show always used to give uh, until uh, October when we had a few things change. So we will get back to that in normal when we possibly can. So you're right, though, Dane. We should know that. The reason why we don't know that is because there isn't any top talent on that team right now. I'll say it how it is. Uh, it's the first time we've had a bad team in for 12 years, at least since Dubas yeah. has been there, 100. percent Right? They've been a playoff team almost ever since, so you can't uh, discredit what they've uh, what they've done. Okay, fellas, and to wrap this up, before we go any much longer, uh, Avery, I want to say thank you to you for taking the time to come on. It's been a pleasure. Uh, good to have you on. You did a great job hosting. It feels good for me to host. I know the next time won't be me hosting, but if I had to host, it'd be with you two joining me. It was fun. Avery, thanks for uh, coming on. Anytime. My honor. Awesome. You can check out Avery on the Bitter Rivals podcast. Avery, give the listeners a little love about and detail about Bitter Rivals podcast. So the Bitter's, Bitter Rivals podcast is uh, about 30 minutes to 45 minutes. We drop it uh, usually every Sunday at 7 p.m., sometimes on Mondays, depending on when the Leafs and Habs play games. Um, it's me and Gatano Gallo, who does full-time on uh, the game entertainment and media platforms. Yep. Uh, he's a Habs fan. I'm a Leafs fan. We bicker for, like I said, half an hour, 45 minutes. Usually comes out at 7 p.m. on Sundays. It's a great time. I suggest you give it a listen. Love that. Daner, uh, you're on the Game Sports Show, uh, the Game Sports Show family. Do you have anything to plug on the Game Sports Show? Um, <laughs> but now oh, I put you on the spot. Oh, Oilers, and I'll see you tomorrow night, Daner. Okay, kept it simple. Thanks, Daner. It's always fun. Now, the Game Sports Show is powered by the Game Entertainment Media. Sponsors, as Avery tested on at the beginning of the show, follow the stroofing and the sport displays. We can't do it without you. We appreciate our sponsors and the love. And the other... Side that we can't do without is our fans and listeners. Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all platforms, including Bitter Rivals, The Game Entertainment Media, The Game Sports Show. Wherever you're listening, just a little like and a follow goes, I mean, long way for us uh, as we like to plug out this content to you. Upcoming editions of The Game Sports Show, you can check up, uh, check out some uploads that are going to be upcoming. We do expect in the pocket finale soon, there's Bitter Rivals, as Avery touched on. You got this upload, of course. You're going to be expecting The Game Sports Show podcast soon. You can check out the John Morasti upload from from late last week the one of the three gyms on Shorzy it was god it was it was a great episode uh it was fun he's uh, certainly keeps it a good time and thank you to john for giving that a share on his platforms too he's a fan of the show and been keeping in touch with him and he's uh looking forward to a season two of Shorzy, uh one of the best shows on tv right now truly i love it it makes me feel like uh men's league means something um that's a good way to put it uh again listeners make sure you hit like follow and subscribe on all the platforms against sports show this has been the top shelf edition episode 36 until next time, on behalf of Dane, Avery, and all of us here on the Game Sports Show, I'm here to remind you to keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, join your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah. Recording stop.